The following podcast was improvised without a script. Radio 680, the voice of Syracuse. Hello, everyone. It's me. Hi, and me, Gail. (laughs) (laughs) You're Joyce. I'm Gail. Yeah, it helps to say it out loud. That's right. Sometimes I forget. So, um, Joyce, did you bring your appetite today? Um, maybe. <laughs> you know, I actually, um, I thought about going to get lunch before the show today, just so I could say I was full in the event that um, today's show might uh, take a turn. Yeah. For the I, weird. I drank a lot of water and just kind of pre-dosed with Pepto-Bismol, so I think I'm ready. Oh, that yeah. was very smart. Oh, uh, I know. Very smart. Yep. Speaking of Pepto-Bismol, mm-hmm. um, listeners, today's show uh, is all about strange things that people uh, eat and drink. Because <sighs> who knew you could drink, for example, a Pepto-Bismol milkshake? This is a real thing. I would not have imagined that. Uh, let's let's look at some of these other. I mean, maybe we have something else here on our sure, list sure. Um, or on our table. Okay. That, uh, now there's one. I, clean that out. Well, there's one I'd heard about, and I thought this has to be a joke. But I looked it up, and sure enough, you people eat banana peels. Not just the banana. Stop banana. It. No. Yeah. <gasps> banana peels. This does make a little bit of sense to me, though. I remember as a young girl driving around in the car, and my mom would eat bananas, and then she would toss out the peels, um, and she would always say, oh, the squirrels will eat it. So mm. I, I guess if the squirrels are eating... Now, now, mind you, she said that about uh, cigarette butts, uh, old cassettes, uh, beer cans, <laughs> all the things that she threw out the car yes. window. Um, but that one, I do wonder if maybe there's some truth to it. Um, what are some other ones we have here well, on the list? Um, this one's really intriguing. I mean, I'm like really fascinated by this, but there's something called nut milk pulp. No. Yes. I'm going to stop you right there. Nut milk. <laughs> Not just the nut milk, nut milk pulp. Come again. <laughs> so I've often wondered how you milk a nut to get nut milk. But what is nut milk I actually, I'm starting to feel a little nauseous. Joyce. Yeah. Um, I don't believe you can milk a nut. Are you sure? um, It says here, though, that they're really good for muffin and quick bread recipes. So, I don't know. We may have to try it. Nut milk pulp. Okay. Yes, just the pulp. Yeah, the pulp. Do you think you go just yeah? Do you think you go into the factory and you just see like like a cow milking machine? They have like nuts lined up on shelves, and they got little machines, and they're going. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so here's one that one mm. more. I just I have to I really have to comment on this because I just don't know. I don't know if I would even. Would you try this? Would you eat the pit of an avocado? Yeah, I think I would. Really? Do you think you it know, has like I, pulp inside? Can we milk it? I. Well, you know what? Maybe we could try taking an avocado pit to the nut milking factory. Just to see what would happen. But, you know, I do love me a good avocado. And I oftentimes feel bad throwing any of it away. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is one I think I would I would I would try. Okay. Milk or, or no or no milk. Okay. Well, I think I, I just well, feel like I've come up with a couple of home projects. I want to try some of these things out. Maybe I'll bring in some samples and we can. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah I think maybe we'll have to put our uh, money where our mouth is next time. I have you over to the house. We'll do some banana peel jerky and avocado nut that. squeezing. I would love that. This was a I good one. I guess with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good one. You're, you're just great. Um, Okay. Um, So until next time, I'm Joyce. I'm Gail. And And this this has been (laughs) Who Knew? Radio 680, the voice of Syracuse. Has this ever happened to you? (laughs) Now you can drain pasta the easy way with Flemco's Pasta Drainer. You see, it's like a bowl, but it's got these holes in it. And that way, when you pour the hot boiling water with the pasta in it, and water goes through the holes, and the pasta stays behind. But me mama, she taught me to use my fingers. Now you don't have to. With Flemco's Pasta Strainer. Go ahead, put some water in the pot. All right. Wait for it to boil. Oh, this is going to take a minute. <laughs> okay. Hi, honey. What are you doing? Oh, you're boiling some pasta. water? Yeah. Oh, nice. This guy's here. He's got a better idea than using my hands. Oh, neat. Yeah. Hi. Right. I even have the Flemco pasta strainer. Ooh, that looks like a colander. A what now? A colander. He oh. says it's better than using my fingers. Oh, Okay. I'll, should it? Okay, let's see how this goes. Maybe I want to throw out all the colanders. Yeah, we we have those. Mm-hmm. There's that one thing up there, the bowl with the holes in it. That's on top oh, of the fridge. That's the colander, oh. isn't it? Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, I gotta go. Uh, uh, bye. Hmm. Well, now we have too much pasta. Well, how are we gonna drain it? <laughs> Later tonight on Radio 680, the latest adventures of Elliot Steele, Gunshot Gumshoe. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Howard K. Burns reporting for Point Other Point, the most invigorating debate show in Syracuse radio. Tonight, we are debating the virtues of going bald or having a comb over. With us on microphone number two, Marvin Flemish, 
from the Society of the Preservation of Hair. Hi, uh, hi, Howard. How are you? It's good to have you here, sir. And on mic three, Derek Shue, a guy. Yeah, hi. I'm just a, I'm just a guy, you know. Yeah, just a guy just hanging out with your uh, your bald your big old bald head. Yeah, I got a big old bald head. Pretty yeah, nice. I'm gonna put some hair on that thing. Uh, Derek Shu, uh, first question goes to you. When did you decide that uh, it just wasn't worth even trying anymore? And you said, you know what? No more hair for me. I'm going cue ball. Well, you know, it was uh, it was even back in high school uh, when I uh, my hairline started receding. And you know, being a teenager with the receding hairline, that's uh, you know, that's. Uh, that's not such a nice thing to have. Uh, people would make fun of you, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I just, uh, you know, just jumped in with both feet and I uh, went and uh, shaved my head and uh, and uh, never looked back. And boy, let me tell you, I was on the swim team. I've won every meet. Well, uh, that's uh, good. That's good that you won the meet. But boy, you, you kind of look like a freak, though. You just all your, your head's real lumpy from what I can see. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, I I don't have the I have a, a good looking skull. Uh, I hit the wall a couple times in the swim meets. Uh, I get a little bit too uh, excited, and you know, I forget to stop. Yeah, Mister Flemish, can you describe exactly where your hair starts? Well, listen, my hair. It looks starts- like it's coming from your neck. Well, it sort of is. Listen, I uh, I am a firm believer in uh, you don't shave anywhere. So my whole body looks like Robin Williams' arms. Okay. Right. Yeah. So the hair, actually, it comes up my neck, up my uh, – into my head, and then around in this nice uh, curly Q thing you see on top of uh, my dome here. Yeah. Looks like an ice cream cone kind of. Yeah, it's uh, you can get real creative with this stuff. But listen, you know, the good Lord gives you hair and you better keep it as long as you can. I think one advantage that uh, Mr. Shoe has over you, Mr. Flemish, is that uh, in the case of a gust of wind, he doesn't have to worry, whereas you would have hair just going all the way down Syracuse. Well, you know, that that is true. That is true. But, you know, I've found that uh, copious amounts of hairspray. Have you heard of uh, Aquanet? Like I'm that familiar with it. You know, if my, if my uh, high school would have had an Aquanet, I wouldn't have hit the, the wall so many times, uh, you know. Maybe you would have prevented all those folds in the back of your head. You look like a Sharpay. Women, uh, you women like it. Uh, women, you know, women trust bald men more than uh, men with hair. You know. Well, I can uh, I can understand on the on the woman front that yes, you would be much more attractive just as a bald man than trying to somehow um, uh, extend your back hair all the way up to your forehead, which what, seems what, just completely what are you impractical. Saying here? I'm saying that. Howard, you, like, are you uh, saying you don't like my comb over? Uh, it's not for me to decide, but I can't imagine women are too fond of whatever it is you got going on there. You I mean, know, seriously, if they start running their fingers through your hair and they end up halfway down your back, I can't see that really being very romantic. Well, generally, if they're starting to run their fingers through my hair, it ends up in the back and then they move around to the front and they're going, oh, my God, does this hair go all the way down? And let me tell you, Howard, it works pretty well. You flash a couple hundreds and, you know, these the ladies will uh, do it for you. Derek Shue, do you wax or just shave? 
Oh, I uh, I do it all. I uh, I, uh, I shave, of uh, course, and then uh, then I do the wax, uh, and then I uh, I take a, a floor polish, and I do that. Uh, and uh, if I if I tilt my head just right in your lights here in the studio, I can I can yeah. blind oh. you. Oh there yeah, you oh, no, that's hey, hey, really. Hey. Hey. That's, that's a, a yeah. that's a traffic hazard. You can yeah. I what are you doing with that thing? Well, I wear a hat most of the time. You know, yeah, that's, that's, that's smart. Yeah, but, that's smart. Uh, but uh, but yeah, but uh, uh, pretty easy without uh, you know with uh, being bald now because uh, I don't have to use keys. So uh, that's pretty you, good. You don't have to use keys. What are yeah, you talking cause, about? Because I, I have no locks. <laughs> this has been another episode of Point Other Point. I'm Howard K. Burns on Radio 680. Thank you for listening. Radio 680. The voice of Syracuse. You've listened to him on the radio for over 53 years. Now, read all about his life in print in Stan Wackerman, My Life Behind the Microphone. I remember when I first started talking behind the mic. It was in my elementary school when they asked me to read the PA announcements. Mr. Wackerman, would you mind coming to the principal's office and reading the announcements at the school? And I did. The New York Times bestseller, Stan Wackerman, his life behind the microphone, will keep you gripped from cover to cover. I was uh, one of those people at the local fast food place who was on the mic asking for people's orders for the drive-thru. Yeah, uh, can I have a, have a burger? And Would you like a double cheeseburger, perhaps? Holy crap, listen to that voice. Yes, I would love one of those. Actually, two. My God, I want to buy all the hamburgers. Listen to you. Stan Wackerman, his life behind the microphone. Working on the new show with him, I was often downtown and often had to report back to Stan. Stan and I had a great working relationship. We respected each other a lot. Someday I expect I might, maybe, possibly read his book. This is Julie Brown. He'll even confess about that sordid time when he was on the wrong side of the women's rights agenda. Who knew women could do the news? It's Stan Wackerman, his life behind the microphone. Now, from Syracuse Press. And remember, with each copy of my book, you get a free tube of lubricant, because it's non-friction. Pick up your copy today. <laughs> Is that it? Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll edit it there. <laughs> Correctly. I'm sure I will. We are the voice of Syracuse. Depend on Radio 680. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. It is time for your mysterious mystic from the Midwest. I am your host, Madame Kalamanaski. And we have much to cover this evening. I expect to get many calls about the latest news where a new zodiac was added to the list of signs. If you are deeply concerned that you were once a Leo and now you are a Virgo, or that you are a Scorpio 
and now you're an off Lucas, please call in and I will ease your mind. Hello. Hello. Yes. My name is uh, Vern. Hello, Vern. And uh, I got to tell you, I, uh, all of my uh, 75 years, I've been a Sagittarius, which means I'm uh, really good in bed. And, yes, that uh, is one of the famous traits. Mm-hmm. Now uh, I'm this Ophiuchus. That's uh, close enough. I'm uh I'm I'm mad. Does that mean uh when me and the old lady get down I'm not gonna be any good anymore? Uh, your wife, she is a Virgo. Yes. Uh yes, yeah, I know. yeah, yeah, she's she uh she uh she was, she is. Virgos are naturally down to earth. I think if you're open and honest with her about your new astrological assignment, she will be fine. Or she may just lie to you. Remember, you are at least always a Sagittarius in your heart. Now, there is another call. Hello. Hey, yo, hey, how you doing? You are calling because you are concerned about the new astrological assignments, yes? Yeah, yeah, you know, I met the club. I go up to a girl. I say, hey, what's your sign? And now I don't know what to do with that information. You know what I'm saying? My friend, the best advice I can give you is when they you ask for a sign and they tell you they are a scorpion, walk away. Oh, okay. Good to know, because of the claws, right? That too. We have time for one more call. Hello? I sent someone of great intelligence on the line. Yes, hello. This is uh, Dr. Ivan Mitopoulos from uh, the NASA down in the Florida. Dr. Ivan from the NASA, what can you tell us? What can you share with my listeners that will ease their minds well, and what, soothe their scared, aching souls? What I can tell you for sure is that 13, 13, you know, between 12 and 14, 13, 13 is just the beginning. My friend, yes. I think you're making things worse. Well, no, no, no. This is going to be, it's going to be beautiful. In fact, I mean, this is going to be great for you because my goodness, you can, you can imagine the business you're going to be getting. I mean, where once there was only 12. Now what you got? You got 52. Heck, we might even add one for every day of the year while we're at it. Because you know what? As long as we're going down this path, let's make it as interesting as possible. I'm sensing you're making this up. You're a big, you are not really from NASA. I am too. Hey, hey, buddy, where where are we right now? NASA. See? I am sensing... That guy right there said so. You are a puppeteer. Well, I have never been so insulted. My, do you believe she just called me a puppeteer? Oh, I can't believe that at all. No, see, uh, you're, you're offending all of us here at NASA. Are you offended over there, too, in the corner? Yes, I'm also offended. See, that's, that's like five people now that are offended. Who do you think you are, Madam Kukatnowski? Five people who coincidentally sound exactly like you. No, you name it. I'll put them on the phone. You want to talk to Neil Armstrong? Here he is. Look, hello, I'm Neil Armstrong. I'm on the phone right now. I'm sensing you're very lonely. What, 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 what do you like? You like, uh, what, 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 what do you like there? Uh, uh, Grisham? We can talk to Grisham. Hello, I'm, I'm Gus Grisham. Uh, hello. Hey, I look, predict. look, over here. Look, 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 over here. It's, it's, it's President John Kennedy. I predict that before the end of this decade, we will land on the moon. See, he's standing right there. 
You want Sometimes to meet the real thing, people? So Look at this. It's Dr. Oppenheimer. You know, the guy with the bomb. What do you say, sir, Dr. Oppenheimer? Hello, I made the bomb and everyone went boom in a big mushroom. That's right. I'd, I'd be afraid of him if I were you. He might, he might have another bomb that comes your way. My friend, I don't believe you cleared up much of anything at all, but you were interesting to talk to. Yeah, hey, hang on for just a second. What, what, what's that? They need you on the space shuttle. Oh, they need me on the space shuttle. I've got to go space shuttling right now. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Hurry. Goodbye. Space Good luck on your space land. shuttle, All which right, I believe bye. is a metaphor for the toilet. Thank you. Well, my friends, I hope we were able to alleviate some of your concerns. Thank you for calling. Thank you for listening, my friends. And remember, look to the stars. The ones that have always been there. Not the new made-up ones that they've just added, because they're not there. Radio 680! A city of a thousand stories. Backstabbers, two-faces, house painters. In the space between lawlessness and righteousness comes one man who has his own rule book. Elliot Steele, gunshot, gumshoe. Tonight's episode, When It Rains, Cats and Dogs, Don't Step in the Poodle. Previously on Elliot Steele. I'm off the crime-solving clock for the weekend. Nothing's going to pull me away hey, from... Hey, Steele, there's a broad at the end of the bar says she needs to talk to you. It's a matter of life and death. Well, that's no broad. That's... Doris Hepplewaite. And you must be the great Elliot Steele. I'm Wendy, the girlfriend, and Elliot is busy. This can't wait, Mr. Steele. Somebody is going to be murdered. Murdered? Who? Wendy, I'll handle this. Murdered? Who? Me! Later that night in Elliot's apartment... I like it, Wendy. Not one bit. All right, so we'll hang the picture over here. Not that. Although, yes, it would look better over there. I'm talking about the Doris Heppelwhite murder. She's 100% alive, Elliot. You can't solve a murder that didn't happen. Mm, something feels funny. Well, you're sitting on your hat. I'm going to go see Lieutenant Polunsky. This is a police matter. Later that night at... I'm already here at the police headquarters. What now, Steele? This better be important. It's just as important as murder. Just as important as murder, eh? Well... What's just as important as murder? Um, it's, it's, it's murder. Somebody's gonna be murdered. Holy crab apples! Who? Have you ever heard the name Doris Heppelwhite? Of course I've heard of the name Doris Heppelwhite. What about her? Uh, she, she's the one. She's the one gonna be murdered. She told me herself. Get in the car. We gotta get over there. Uh, we could use a transition here. Oh, sure. Now you want my help. <clears throat> Later that night at the home of Doris Heppelwhite. Yes? Oh, thank goodness. It's Doris Heppelwhite. She's alive. I'm Ernestina Heppelwhite, Doris's twin sister. And you're too late, Mr. Steele. My sister has been murdered. Holy mirror image! How did this happen? 
who's behind this vicious crime? And will our listeners be able to keep those twin voices straight? Tune in next time when we hear Elliot say... So, are you monozygotic or dizygotic twins? I always confuse those two. That's next time on Elliot Steele Gunshot Gumshoe. Radio 680 now concludes another broadcasting day. Today's programming was improvised by the cast of the Portuguese Rodeo Clown Company. Mark C. Holden, Johnny Molson, Patrick Russell, Mary-Kate Smith, and Mary Young. Radio 680 broadcasts in the public interest from a transmitter located in Syracuse, USA, with a license granted under the authority of the Federal Podcasting Commission. Any resemblance to an actual radio station is remarkable. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a big fat five-star review. No portion of this program may be rebroadcast without express written consent from the Commissioner of Major League Baseball. Our internet home is Radio680.com.